J.J. Cooper, Carlos Colazzo, and special guest, USA Baseball 18U team director, Frank Jagoda, talking about the 18U team, wrapped up their, uh, their uh, season, their summer, not too long ago now still, with the, uh, with a very busy summer that basically, you have, you, have a mid, you have a start, you have a middle, and then you have an end, covered the world, you know, spanned the globe, came back with the silver medal, and... Kind of, you know, to, to kind of start with it there. I mean, obviously, 18 you, you you carry a, a heavy responsibility. You know, the expectation is gold every time. Y'all came uh, an inning and uh, basically a swing away from the gold. You know, finished with the silver. But what, what did you feel like about the tournament, about the summer? And, and Frank, you know, what, you know, what did you kind of take from your first year as as ATU director. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. You know, appreciate you guys having me on. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it was a whirlwind of a summer. I got back about a week ago from South Korea, and um, you know, you, you touched on silver medal and a long summer, and, and being a, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And um, I think, you know, I think anytime you know USA Baseball steps on the field, the the, the goal is always going to be gold, and that that's the expectation as it should be. And um, you know, we fell a little bit short this year. Um, the message to the guys on the field at the end of the game was they have absolutely nothing to hold their head about. Um, you know, they uh, they did a great job. They competed to the very end. Like you said, we were a swing away and, you know, had the tying run on second base, the winning run on first base. And, um, you know, uh, kudos to Chinese Tepe. They played us hard. They played us tough. They pitched us well. They made some great defensive plays. And, you know, that's just kind of where it ended up. And, you know, obviously uh, that's not the goal. That's not what we're, you know, we set out to do. Um, but like I said, each each and every player and staff and support staff and everyone involved from people in our office to people who helped out at the PDP League and people all summer long and, you know, the parents that are involved in all these things, you know, they, they should be very proud of how, how we handled ourselves, should be very proud of how we competed. And, um, you know, we operated with class and, and, and did a very good job there. And I, I couldn't be more proud of that, of, of those guys and that staff. And it was an honor to be around them all summer. What kind of stood out to me with this team, just watching it kind of on the streams, obviously I wasn't there in person, but I mean, you need to touch on it a little bit, but it seemed like this team was just incredibly resilient. I mean, you guys basically from the super round on had to win every single game, uh, a number of really close games. Uh, it seems like the guys really did a good job battling and bearing down and just coming through when they needed. Obviously, in the end, maybe not the goal that you were looking for, but can you just kind of speak to the resilience of this club and what you guys were able to do to even get to that level? Yeah, you know, there was there was a few different things, you know, moments of adversity all summer long. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me. The, you know, obviously, uh, obviously, we we started in, uh, you know, with the the forty eight man trials roster in, in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and um, you know, we had a you know we had a very good group there, and mm -hmm. it was a competitive group, and there was a lot of tough decisions this year to make, and you know, not only from the, the pitching side of things or the hitting side of things, and mm -hmm. you know, looking at the roster matrix and what that may look like, and you know, who could fill what role or what spot. And, um, you know, prior to getting to, to Korea, we did a little bit of a, you know, five or six day trip to Taiwan beforehand. And we did that to get acclimated to, you know, the culture, the time zone, the food mm -hmm. and, and those types of things. Well, we played Chinese Tepe. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's the team that we played in the gold medal game. Yeah. So, 
you know, as we're sitting here talking about a hit away or whatever, they pitch us really well and they, they, they position their defense really well against us. And, you know, it was just, that game played out like uh, two teams that had already played each other five times mm-hmm. previous, you know. And so, um, you know, when we, we get to the tournament and, you know, we started out well. You know, we, we had a good showing against South, uh, South Africa and Kyle Harrison had a big start for us. And, you know, offense came, you know, came alive early and, you know, we uh, we followed up with a g- big game against Chinese Tepe, and Max Rezik goes mm-hmm. out and you know really does a g- great job on the mound. He gives us a chance, and um, you know guys like Jason Savakul come out of the bullpen in a big spot, and Colby Halter finishes it off, and our offense gets some you know some cushion runs at the end there, mm-hmm. and then you know we we ran into a little bit of a speed bump against Japan, and you know tough weather conditions for both clubs. Uh, you know I think Japan handled that a little bit better than we did that night, and um, it was raining the entire time, and you know, they threw strikes, and, uh, you know, we, we came out a little bit behind the eight ball early, um, you know, kind of weathered the storm in the middle, and Raleigh Hector did a phenomenal job as one of our underage under, underage kids on this team. Mm-hmm. He, he came in, and he, you know, he weathered the storm, and he gave our offense a chance to battle back, which we did, and we were a swing or two away, and, um, you know, fell short there. But then the next day, the rains continued. We had, you know, we had a rain out, and, um, you know, so what that did was it backed the tournament back where we didn't get that designated off day at the end, and we ended up having to play from that point forward with uh, two uh, pool play games left. We had to go essentially and play, uh, you know, five straight days mm-hmm. of must-win baseball, and it was it was awesome to be part of, and, yeah. and these guys really came together, and every single pitch of every single game, as expected, um, you know, everyone was on this, you know, you know, uh, you know, just top top step of the dugout, and um, you know, kind of competed, competed their way through. There was a lot of, a lot of big emotional moments in those, in those games. And, you know, started with a big, you know, a big win against Spain and Spain who, who had a great tournament. They didn't, they didn't have, uh, much on the win loss side to show for it, mm-hmm. but they played, they played Japan really tough. They played us really tough. And, you know, um, you know, we got, they got into our bullpen early. Alejandro Rosario, mm-hmm. you know, pitched really well in the, in the middle part of that game and gave our chance, our offense a chance to come back and we took the lead and, um, you know, which was awesome to see. And then, uh, you know, the next day we had, uh, we had Panama and, and another must win to, you know, to position us as the one seed in, in the super round. And Kyle Harrison again came out and he, you know, yeah. he, he, he did a great job and Robert Hassel hit a big home run for us and Noel McClain hit big home run and, and, and pitched well at the end of that ball game and Pete Armstrong with a, a, a big catch you know the next day against Australia in the super round game and you know Drew Romo with a walk off and then we get to you know we get to Canada and Ben Hernandez kind of writes a ship for him and, and has a big start against Canada with some timely hitting from guys and you know and then of course the the game against Korea you know, uh, where, you know, got to win playing the host country, got to mm-hmm. win to get to gold, gold medal game, and we're down 5 nothing early. Yeah. Um, and we went to Rosario, and, and, and uh, Coach Leggett and Coach Bankhead made the, made the decision to go to Alejandro Rosario in the first inning, and he goes 8 and 2 thirds, you know, 8 and 2 thirds shutout. And, and uh, or he might have given up a run there. Mm-hmm. I think he gave, a ru- gave up a run in his second inning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he goes 8 and, eight and 2 thirds strong and, and really gave our offense a chance to chip away and come back, and we took a lead. and. And once we had the lead, and, and Rosario reached the tournament pitch count rules and things like that, Noel McClain came in and shut mm-hmm. the door. So, you know, that set us up for the gold medal game. And you know, Chinese Tepe was our opponent, and you know, they they pitched well. But it was it was, it was a lot of fun. It was it was you know it was a, a good stretch of must win baseball, mm-hmm. and they they handled it great. You know, they played in six straight must win games, and 
uh, these guys won five of them, and, and, you know, they did a phenomenal job. And, you know, it's a little bit unfortunate we fell short at the end, but, you know, a 2-1 ball game. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, after after it was all said and done, you know, sitting with Coach Leggett and Coach Bankhead and, and, and Greg Ritchie and, and, and Gerald Laird, and we were, you know, at the hotel, and we were kind of just, you know, rehashing the night and you know we just kept saying how, how much of a you know a, a good ball game that was yeah and, you know obviously it was unfortunate the you know how it ended but that's baseball it is what it is and mm. you know we're you know we'll, we'll be back at it so yeah for sure well you touched on a number of the players we want to talk about and as you listeners can tell recall is not an issue with frank <laughs> here i think he's going to be able to break them down pretty well but it's always fun to be able to talk uh, with the 18U national director at this point in time, because a number of the players that you guys have obviously are going to factor into the draft next year. I uh, <coughs> want to touch on as many of the players as we can, but one of the first guys I wanted to really ask about uh, who you mentioned is Robert Hassel. I mean, I feel like at this point, from my perspective, he's got to be one of the better hitters in this 2020 prep class. I mean, it seems like every game he had a multi-hit game for you guys, kind of sparking the lineup at the top. I mean, how impressive is he as a hitter? Uh, he could really hit, and there, there's not there's not a whole bunch that bothers him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he's he's a great kid. He's an extremely hard worker, um, and and you're right, he could really hit, and he, and he showed up in a mm -hmm. big way for us. And um, you know, there was there's a he let off a game for us. He he batted second for us a, a few games. He batted mm -hmm. third. So we moved around the order. Um, you know, defensively he handles himself, you know, plays some center, plays some left. He can play all three spots, but mm -hmm. there's not, you know, you don't have to worry about a left-handed matchup with him. You know, he, he, he'll, he'll take his knocks. He'll, he'll, he'll drive the ball to left field. He'll drive it to left center. He'll turn on one. He'll hit, you know, he'll, he'll hit one over the wall, right field, right center, and, mm -hmm. and he could really hit. And, and, you know, when it, when a, when a hitter goes up and, and, you know, he's hard to pitch against and he can, he can move the ball around foul pole to foul pole and drive it gap to gap like he can and, you know, leave the yard at will. I mean, you know, you're in a, you're in a tough spot as a pitcher. And, yeah. you know, he was in a good place. He was in a good place all summer. You know, he, he, he hit all summer and, um, you know, and, and he handled high-level pitching all summer long. And, you know, you, I can't say enough about that kid's work ethic. You know, in 2016, he fell a little bit short of making the 15U national team in mm -hmm. 2016. And, you know, I've followed his progress ever since then. I was part of the, the 15U uh, national team trial staff then. And, um you know, I remember how how difficult it was then, and, and just to see that kid's maturation and see where he is today, and and still see the growth that's still in there. There's still mm -hmm. there's still a lot of untapped potential and and things like that. But you know, he put his head down and he's really worked hard. And you know, um, you know, I I couldn't be more proud of how he handled himself and and he led us offensively mm -hmm. and and we rallied around him and you know we knew we when we needed a big knock or we needed an at bat or whatever it is. You know, mm -hmm. and it might not even be a hit. There was a there was an at bat against uh, against uh, it, it, I, I want to say it was Panama, you mm -hmm. know, in one of those must-win games. He hit just a simple ground ball to second, moved a guy over, and the guy scored on the you know next batter brought mm -hmm. him in, and it's those little things that, that he took care of that you know really stood out. Yeah, just to point out his style line, he hit 472, 524, 806 to lead the team in hitting. And I think he was like top five, top three in a number of offensive categories for the entire tournament. That so is good. It, that is a good uh, flashline right It's pretty there. solid. <laughs> um, another guy who had a really impressive tournament for another reason uh, was his, his teammate in center field, Pete Armstrong. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I think Pete's defense in this tournament was maybe the most impressive that I've ever seen. 
Um, he had multiple what would be home run robbing catches if it weren't for just how the kind of the outfield fences. If you hit it over, it's a double. Actually, hit on a couple of these fields, but either way, making highlight reel <laughs> plays, coming in on balls, sliding catches, jumping over the fence to grab balls. I mean. And, and Pete Carmshaw, our listeners, most of you already know who he is, but, I mean, can you kind of just speak to his defensive ability in addition to his kind of all-around game? Yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> that was an impressive run, uh, yeah. you know, uh, of defensive plays, you know. I I got a text while we were over there, and it's like, hey, like any any idea what his defensive run saved are? And, yeah, you know, <laughs> I think I tweeted that same thing. As and, well. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? It's it's pretty impressive, and and he made some highlight real plays, and there was at one point he made a play and I walked to the end of the dugout and I went to our press officer, Emily, who does a phenomenal job. I was mm-hmm. like, tell me you got that, please, because yeah. that is awesome. And I, and I, you know, I want, I, I want that clip. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he did a great job and, and he was the leader in the outfield. He was a leader defensively for us and mm-hmm. constantly communicating him and Hassel had a great, had a great rapport out there. And, and, and you know, the way Hassel and, and Pete Crow Armstrong played defense, uh, you know, along with Vukovic in right field or Austin Hendrick in right field, those those four guys roaming the outfield, mm-hmm. it allowed Coach Ritchie to really position our guys. And yeah. when you have someone like Pete Crow Armstrong in the center, you could do a few different things no with, with your off outfielders. And you know, Pete was certainly the leader of that group, and and he you know he took uh, he took charge defensively for us. And you know, that's not even touching on his offensive exactly. ability. And he's a spark plug at the top of the order. You know, let off several games with I think two or three games with a triple. And it seemed like three straight at one point. Yeah, at one point. And you know, I, I think I think what he brings to the table is second to none. And um, he's an outstanding outstanding baseball player, but you know, just an even better you know human being. He's yeah. a great kid. He works hard. He's a hard worker. Um, he was one of the leaders on this on this ball club, and you know he's he's worn the colors you know three or four times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I, I believe it's four times. I think you know twelve U, fifteen U, eighteen U twice, and uh, you know Pete Pete is you know what USA baseball embodies. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know speaking of his baseball ability, but you know his character and his work ethic. You know along with a lot of these guys, like I said, Hassel and all these guys, same thing. You know there's he was just a leader of our group, and you know. Very, very fortunate to have him with us. Mm-hmm. Speaking of defense, I do also want to ask you that. You mentioned already Jerome. You know, when you talk about a catcher who who has kind of a well-rounded package, Romo stands out. But especially, what what did you all see with, with him? You know, defensively, you know, but all around in, in this tournament and, and through the summer. Yeah, I mean, Drew. Drew again is a leader. Uh, you know, along with Pete. You know, you, you if you're looking up the middle, you have you have Drew Romo behind the plate, Milan Tolentino at short. You know Hunter Haas at second base, and you know Pete Crow Armstrong at center field. Right, not not too bad. So you know Drew, 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 and Pete it were two guys that were on last year's club, and you know not only did we look to them to perform, we also looked to them to be leaders. They, they've gone through it. They, right. they have a better understanding, understandably, of what. Absolutely, absolutely, and and they, you know, Drew, Drew did a great job of, of managing and handling this pitching staff. He called a great game. He worked hand in hand with Coach Bankhead on the game plan, and um, you know Drew did a phenom- phenomenal Let me ask job you on there. That, that is interesting. Let's say he called a good, he called a great game. How? Because again, we know you know like uh, nowadays, you know catchers don't get a whole lot of opportunities to you know they're, they're they're putting the signals down a lot of times. But how did that work for you guys? Like, I mean, was he? part of the process or you know how did how did that work well he was certainly part of the process you know obviously um you know obviously all the games were you know were streamed and things like that so we had we had some opportunities to 
to watch every game and, and, and to, to do some advanced scouting and do some different things. And our, our coaching staff worked diligently, you know, with the, the five of us, you know, the, the coaching staff, myself, we were, we were at every other game in the tournament and, you know, kind of split up and, you know, and kind of dug in and did some advanced reporting. And, you know, what Coach Bankhead did is he would talk to Drew, he would talk to the pitcher, and, and they would kind of develop a game plan and those types of things. And, um, you know, Drew was right there in the middle of it. And, um, you know, he, he handled himself great. And, and you, know, you know, our pitchers had the freedom, you know, to, you know, obviously I think there were some su- suggested things that went on, but our pitchers had the freedom to, to be comfortable out there. And if they, they saw something that, that maybe we didn't from the bench or Coach Bankhead didn't from the bench, he was able to, uh, you know, the pitcher or, or Drew was able to, to kind of follow their gut and follow their leads. So um, Drew did a phenomenal job there. Yeah, I remember talking with Drew over the summer. I think it was actually after the, the PDP League and just his aptitude for figuring out hitters' tendencies and pitchers' strengths and just kind of catering the game plan to that. It seems like he just picks things up super quickly. He does. He does. He, he's, a, he's a bright kid. He's a bright young man. And, um, again, a, another extremely hard worker, you know, mm-hmm. baseball rap, but just a, an extremely humble humble individual. And, um, you know, when you have guys like that that are kind of, you know, in the middle of your your defense and, and, and kind of leading your group, I mean, you, you know, you're in a really good place. So, you know, again, uh, you know, very fortunate for Drew and guys like that to be part of this group and mm-hmm. um, to, to have those natural leadership qualities and abilities kind of stand out. Yeah. Uh, another catcher on this roster who didn't get as much playing time as Drew, but but when he did, it seemed like he came in clutch for you guys. He hit 429 over seven games, I think, seven ABs. Jack Bolger, another really talented catcher. Just kind of speak to his game as well and kind of the value of having a – a backup catcher, really, like at at that caliber. Yeah, Jack, Jackson. Again, he's another one. That, you know, it didn't really show defensively um, what he could do. He mm-hmm. didn't have many opportunities there. But again, he he, he took his role in stride. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Jack Jack had a had a you know a, a great summer. He had an outstanding opportunity to be with us, and he handled it great. And mm-hmm. you know, Jack was someone that we looked to 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 kind of have opportunities to you know, to hit in the middle of the order at times or, mm-hmm. you know, come off the bench in a big spot, and, and he did a great job there. He, you know, every opportunity uh, he had, he, he, did, he did well with, and he had, a big, he had a big base hit, pinch hit base hit against Korea, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in the middle of that game, and it was pretty early to, to, to go to your bench for a pinch hit opportunity, but we, we, we needed, we had the momentum on our mm-hmm. side, and Coach Leggett, Coach Leggett felt we needed to keep the momentum, and it was a huge spot. And Jack, mm-hmm. you know, very first pitch comes in ready to hit. Yeah. It's raining, it's windy, all these things, and he lines a single up the middle for a, for a, big, for a big run for us. And, um, you know, he did a great job with that. And then, you know, he was thrown in, in, in arguably the toughest spot of the tournament, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the last out of the game. And he pinch hit it. He pitched it in the ninth and with the tying run on second, the winning run on first, and he put together mm-hmm. a phenomenal at-bat. He ripped the ball foul down the left field line that was – just foul and and then he of course he he lined out to the right fielder he he couldn't hit the ball any harder he yeah. couldn't hit you know he hit it right to someone as hard as he possibly could and uh you know again ended the ball game but you know you you couldn't be more proud of mm-hmm. how he handled himself in his role and 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 that was his role and, and he did a great job with that and you know, again, if that's you're, we're looking at that as your second or third catcher, mm-hmm. you're in a, again, you're in a really good spot. Yeah, I feel like that's also impressive too, because guys like guys like Jack, I can't imagine they have a lot of experience coming off the bench and being pinch hitters, kind of the caliber that they're at. But on a team like this, someone has to to do that role, and it sounds like he did it well. Um, kind of just going through the lineup, and we can touch on some other pitchers or some other positions if you want. But uh, Colby Halter was a guy who, uh, again, just seemed like he produced for you guys. 
Yeah, he Colby had it. Colby had a great tournament. Again, Colby's had a great summer, and um, you know the the thing about Colby is is that you know you can't tell if he's having a good day or a bad day, yeah. and he is locked in and dialed in at all times. And you know, again, he's he he played you know majority of his opportunities came at third base mm-hmm. for us. But when we you know when we got into our bench, we did some different things. Uh, when Coach Leggett made some moves, you know, we were very comfortable with him playing second and. You know, we hit in the middle of our order, and he come off the mound. You know, go on the mound and be mm-hmm. eighty-eight to ninety, and pound the zone with strikes, and just his energy and his effort and his attention to detail, and you know, he was dialed in and locked in at all times, and and that's again, that was you know a, a, a true. Mm-hmm. He, he handled himself like a true professional, and um, again, he he's another one who you know, very low maintenance. You, you don't have to worry about. Yeah. It. You know, he he shows up with with his hard hat on, and he goes to work every single day, and. You know, again, couldn't be more proud of him and how he handled everything this summer, and just a, just another phenomenal kid and uh, extremely hard worker. And he 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 did he did a great job, and mm-hmm. I, I think the sky's the limit for him. And I think this summer, you know, a lot of people kind of took notice of you know him him just you know the, the way he plays mm-hmm. the game and and the the level he plays it at and his ability to move move around the field a little yeah. bit. And you know, he plays third, he plays second. You can slide him over to first. He can get on the mound. He can do different things. Play some outfield. And um, again, he does a great job and. You know, he he was someone that gave us some positional flexibility, and and you kind of hit on it with Jack. You know, not many guys come off the bench. And mm-hmm. You're right. This is a 20 man roster, and you know, we started this process with with 80 players, and then you know, when you add players from the 17 year development program, you're talking about well over 80 players that you have to you have to find the right 20. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I think I think that this this group was that, and um, you know, it it. it Sometimes becomes a challenge to slot guys in the roles, but you know everyone kind of handled handled their role uh, yeah. the right way. And you know guys like Jack and or Coley and guys like that, they they understood what things what, what things were about and did a great job. Yeah, Coley was third on the team in hitting over this tournament: four nineteen, four eighty six, five forty eight, and he was one of four pitchers who didn't allow a run, two shutout innings. Uh, that's super valuable, obviously. Uh, then another guy, actually, I, I should have mentioned him when I talked about the catchers because Tyler Sutterstrom can certainly catch, but. Definitely a guy who who wowed some people with his bat over the summer. Another guy who can seems like he can play a number of different positions for you guys to help you out uh, with his versatility. But kind of talk about his game because he was a guy who, entering the summer, I would definitely say that like at least from from my perspective, Drew Romo was kind of like the catcher, and then Tyler Shutterstrom just went off this summer. And it sounds like a lot of scouts are really excited about his talent. Yeah, and they, and they should be. <laughs> he's got he, he's got a, he's got some loud loud tools. You yeah. know he has. He has a plus arm behind the plate, plus athlete behind the plate. You know, could could get out from behind the plate and play third. He can mm-hmm. play first. He can play outfield. You know, I know I know that he'll be 90-92 on the mound. You know, um, and if for us for us we looked at how do we get how do we get the the best twenty guys on a roster mm-hmm. and how do we get the best nine guys in the lineup. And, yeah. and for us that that was a combination of you know. Jack and Drew Romo and Soderstrom, and you know how do we get them in the lineup as much as possible? And mm-hmm. and uh, Tyler again, he solidified it. He solidified the middle of our order, and um, you know he played some games in the left, and he, he got some innings at first, and, mm-hmm. and he caught he caught a you know started a game behind the plate and did a great job, and um, you know but he 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 is super you know super exciting player to watch, mm-hmm. and he he does he have a, he has a lot of tools and. Um, you know, you mentioned scouts being pretty excited about about him, and they should be. You know, he's another one. He's a low heartbeat type of kid, mm-hmm. and um, you know, nothing phased him. 
you know, very, very simple, very simple in the box, and you know, he hit. He, yeah. He, you, you knew when he was up that he was going to hit a ball hard, and um, you know, I think towards the end of the tournament, the average didn't show, you know, quite what he he would like, but mm-hmm. but the at bats were what they were, and they were they were really good, solid at bats, mm-hmm. and they were productive team at bats. You know, whether it be yeah, moving a guy from second guys. to third or. You know, a sack fly, or you know, allowed out. You know, we we knew we knew that you know when he was up, you know that that something something special could happen mm-hmm. or what was going to happen. And again, he he's another one who handled a different role. You know, yeah, he, he's one of the best catchers in the country, and um, you know he didn't catch a whole bunch. Yeah, and he was asked to DH, and that's not easy. Kids, kids, you know, of this caliber aren't used to coming off the bench, aren't used to being the designated hitter, and uh, he handled it. He mm-hmm. handled it great, and. Again, another good kid to be around, yeah. and you know, keeps it light and has fun, and you know, good teammate and all those things. So, um, but you know, the, the tools are loud, and, and like I said, you, you mentioned Scott's being excited. Uh-huh. They should be. He's he's going to be really interesting to watch and really fun to watch this spring. And um, you know, again, one of the better hitters in the class, and there, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on Tyler Soderstrom moving forward. Another guy who flashed the leather was really fun. I mean, honestly, for me, one of the most fun players to watch. Milan Tolentino playing shortstop for you guys. A number of really impressive defensive plays that I got to see. Um, hitting towards the back of the lineup, but did a pretty nice job with the bat as well. Um, and I know you guys had a, a number of different players who could move all around the infield. It seems like Tolentino is a number one of the, another one of those guys who could do that for you if you needed. Yeah, it, you know, his, his, abil- his ability to play a premium position such as shortstop and stick there I think mm-hmm. is – you know something that you know is is obviously you know extremely valuable from mm-hmm. a from a I guess a, a scouting perspective, yeah. right? But um, the way the way he plays the game, you know, he he kind of thinks a little bit outside the box at shortstop. He's mm-hmm. thinking two plays ahead, and um, you know did a, did a very good job of kind of handling the middle of the infield for us and being kind of the quarterback. You know, along with you know I mentioned it earlier, you have Drew Roman behind the plate. You have him at short, and you have Pete Armstrong up the middle. It's pretty strong. That's um, a pretty strong <laughs> middle middle of the field right there. And you know, uh, all the college coaches who might be listening to this, if they could say that they'd be recruiting guys like that, and, and that, that's how you would start a recruiting class, you know, I think they'd be pretty excited about that. So, um, but yeah, you know, Milan Milan did a great job. You know, he 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 did a good job defensively for us, and he was the leader of the defense. And you know, I, I obviously. Uh, Obviously, playing shortstop, you know, uh, on this club, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of good players like Bobby Witt Jr. No and Anthony Volpe and you know Royce Lewis, Bryce Terang, guys like that. And there's a, there's a there's a long storied history of shortstops on this on this club, and mm-hmm. you know, defensively he handled himself, you know, right there up there with those guys, and um, you know, again, could play some third if we needed him to, could play second if we needed him to. He pitched in trials and was mm-hmm. prepared to do that, and he he's another team guy that would do whatever we. Whatever we needed, and um, you know, again, handled himself the right way, and, and did a great job. Yeah, let's just keep running out the infield, I guess. Uh, Hunter Hawes, again, I feel like with all of these guys, and, and with a 20-man roster, you kind of have to have that positional flexibility. But Hunter Hawes, another guy that it seems like you can just plug him in at any infield position, and he can get the job done for you. Maybe didn't do as much as he would have wanted to offensively, but again, that defensive, that defensive flexibility and versatility. For sure, and Hunter, again, Hunter's another great story. You know, we talked about. In 2016, where Robert Hassel just fell short of the 15U mm-hmm. national team, Hunter Hunter's another one of those st- mm-hmm. stories. You know, I I think he got cut, you know, for the 12U national team, and I think he got, you know, in 2017 he didn't he didn't quite make the, the 15U national team, mm-hmm. and this was a, a, another opportunity, a great example of, you know, what USA baseball means to someone. And mm-hmm. um, you know, he he kept working hard, he kept growing, he kept developing, he kept working on his game, and 
plays at a really good high school, Corona de Sol, out, out in uh, Arizona, and, you know, he did a great job. You know, I, he primarily played shortstop at his high school, and we asked him to play second base, and, mm-hmm. you know, he could, he, could, he could really pick it at third yeah. base as well. And, you know, just the way the, way the roster was shaping up and, and what we were looking for and, the, and what we needed, you know, it, it looked like Hunter, Hunter was going to be a guy that could do just that. He could move around the infield for us. He could do some things in the bottom of the order for us mm-hmm. on this roster and, you know, put the, ball, put the ball on the ground for us if we needed it and, you know, be a back control type of guy. And he did, he did a great job. And, you know, Hunter... Hunter, someone that's going to give you his best effort every single time, and mm-hmm. you know the chemistry that him and Milan showed throughout trials, and, and the chemistry that they, they they continue to show throughout the World Tournament, mm-hmm. you know, was evident, and, and how they played how they played defense, and um, you know, having those two guys up the middle was was something special. Yeah, no doubt, and we haven't even touched on two of maybe the biggest power threats on this team, and AJ Vukovic and Austin Hendrick. I mean, it was funny watching a couple of these games, seeing Austin Hendrick come off the bench as a pinch hitter, and it's like that is a very dangerous bat to have available just to kind of pinch hit in, in key opportunities. One of the better power hitters in this class. Just kind of touch on those two and their offensive potential and just what they did for you guys this summer. Well, yeah, and first of all, with Austin, I mean, Austin Austin has uh, – I couldn't be more proud of that, that young man. I mean, he – you know, where he was last year to where he is this year is, mm-hmm. is, is tenfold. And it, it, it goes to show how hard he, he wants it and mm-hmm. you know, how much he wants it and how hard he's worked at it. You know, yeah. He's made some big-time adjustments. and um, he, had, he had an unbelievable summer. And, you know, again, his, his, the results in the World Tournament might not be what he was looking mm-hmm. for, um, but by no means is it, is it because of effort or, or anything like that. He, you know, he hits balls hard. Again, yeah. right at guys. He hit two balls hard in the gold medal game you know, right at people. Uh, one of them in the ninth inning, you mm-hmm. know, and and there were several occasions throughout the tournament where he just hit a ball on the screws right to yeah. someone, and he lined up to center once and hit a rocket to the second baseman once, and and those are things that, you know, that good hitters that happens to good hitters, mm-hmm. and you know that it happens to good hitters more often than it happens to to others, and you know he handled it great, and and he he you know you're right the the power the power is real, and yeah. <laughs> uh, you saw that all summer, you know you saw it saw it in trials he hit a he had a long home run in, in trials, and he had some big, big home runs in, at the PDP League, mm-hmm. and he, you know, competed in the high school home run derby and did an f- awesome job. And he's, a, he's another kid, you know, a, a northeastern kid, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm from the northeast, so I, I take a liking to him. You know, <laughs> even though he's a Steelers fan and I'm a Bills fan, so you know, we, we had a couple, we got two we, Steelers fans we, in here. <laughs> we had a couple conversations about that, but I'm uh, just, just an unbelievable yeah. kid, hard worker, and you know he's someone who who made it all the way to the end last year and yeah. fell a little bit short, and and didn't make last year's team. Of course, last year's team was was deep and and everything else, and and you know he didn't put his head down and you know mm-hmm. you know sulk about it. He he put his head down and he worked, yeah. and and he made the team this year and just did a phenomenal job and. Um, yeah, no, it's great. And if you guys are listening, in, in the next issue of Baseball America, we actually have a feature on kind of some of the, the swing changes that Austin Hendrick did at PDP League with USA Baseball. That was fascinating just to kind of get his mindset and how he was able to do that. Make a pretty substantial mechanical change uh, that's going to make him a much better hitter in the future. So it'll be fun to watch him. But sorry to catch you off no, before you touch yeah. on Vukovic. Yeah, just last one in the lineup, just A.J. Vukovic. I think you're about to go into to what he was able to yeah, do for you guys. Yeah, Vuk, we call him Vuk the new. So, <laughs> he, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, a kid from a cold-weather state mm-hmm. that, that probably doesn't see this level of baseball uh, as much as maybe some other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just put it together all summer long and, uh, you know, go, going through going through 
with PDP League and going through, you know, some of the other events this summer and going through trials, it, it was just consistent. And, uh, you know, everything he did, everything he did was with a, you know, workman's attitude. And, you know, he's, again, just a, just a kid that will play right for you, go play first for you. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, came to us in trials and, you know, was like, hey, I, I want to try to pitch. You know, can yeah. I get an opportunity to pitch? And next thing you know, he's 89 to 91 off the mound and pitched twice in, in the world tournament for us, yep. and which, which again, as we know, is extremely valuable when you have nine games in 10 days in a 20-man roster. you got to have those guys that can just come on and give you innings. Yep, and, and, and Vuk's potential is, you know, is, is you know, it, it, the, his ceiling is extremely high, and he's got a lot of potential, and, and there's a lot of untapped potential mm -hmm. in there. He continues to, to get stronger and mm -hmm. do some different things. But, again, another another great kid, and, you know, he someone you know whether he gets to Louisville or whether he whether you know someone takes him good enough for him to sign. He's he's gonna he's gonna play for a very long time mm -hmm. and um, uh, another great teammate and uh, someone that you know everyone you know everyone got along with well and that that whole group. There mm -hmm. wasn't a single guy on the team that you know that that we had to worry about. This yeah. was a, this was a tight group and again at the end of the day the goal is a gold medal and you know we didn't we didn't reach that goal. But there were so, there were so many more things accomplished mm -hmm. this summer that, that that these guys should be very proud of. Yeah, it seems like a consistent theme with the USA baseball guys is high character on and off the field. So kind of hard to be on the team if you don't have that. But um, touching into some of the pitchers now, you've mentioned a couple of these, and obviously some of the hitters hopped on the mound and helped you out. But a guy that was really fun to watch, and I think he was on the All World team, is Alejandro Rosario. I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, an eight eight and a third inning relief stint. Uh, he came on in a number of different key situations. I think he threw the hardest pitch for the entire tournament. I mean, this kid's a flamethrower. I got to see him a little bit throughout the summer. Really impressive, pure stuff. Um, he threw 13 innings for you guys. I think that was team high along with Max Radich. They both threw 13 innings. Um, but just how valuable is it to have a guy who has that kind of stuff uh, to be able to use him in a relief role and also extend him out when you needed to? Yeah, I mean, 13 innings out of the bullpen, you yes. know, you, you could look at that and say, man, you were in a really tough spot, and, and we were, but yeah. he, what he did was he, he pitched in some really tight spots, mm -hmm. you know, he came in against Spain when we were down, um, took the lead, you know, came in against, uh, came in against Australia, it was tied, closed the door, mm -hmm. allowed us to walk off with Drew Romo's single in the in the bottom of the ninth. Made some good defensive plays in that game too, if I remember. Yeah, he had a, he, he made a great def well, and, and he'll laugh about this if he ever listens to this. <laughs> he got confused on a pop a popped up bunt, yeah. and then next thing you know, he barehands the next bunt and throws one to third on the run, and he looks in the dugout and he's laughing. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, but just you know, and and then he came in against Korea for eight and a third out of the bullpen, mm -hmm. and we were down five nothing, and he gave us a chance. And, you know, he, anywhere between 95 to 99, and it strikes. He throws a 13 and a third. I know you have it there at, what, one or two walks mm -hmm. the entire tournament. Um, yeah, he had nine strikeouts, just two walks over 13 innings. Pretty good. Allowed just one earned run. Yeah, and it's not just – and he's not just, you know, he's not just up there running up there 95, 97, 99. He's mm -hmm. pitching. And, yeah. you know, I, I think, you know, he, him and I have a, have a long relationship, long history with each other. You know, he was on the, the 15U team in 2017, which mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to be the pitching coach on. And yeah. I've known him since then, and, and we've stayed in touch and, you know, have stayed in constant contact. And, uh, you know, he, where he where he is now from where he was then, just, just in regards to, you know, understanding the game mm -hmm. and, and learning the game and those types of things, he's just a, he's a sponge. Yeah. And, and he just does a phenomenal job. He's, 
he's grown and he's grown into that body and he's he's a lot more physical than yeah. than he looks and um again he he comes from a baseball rich area in miami and um does a great job of of listening and learning and wanting to learn and wanting to grow and um, he wants the ball in a tough, tough spot. I mean, he threw a, oh, he threw just over a hundred pitches against Korea, and the next day, you know, we're we're in tight spots against Chinese Tepe in the in, in the in the game, and he's a guy that man, I want the ball. I wish I could pitch today. And it's like, you know, it, it's those types of guys, you know, that yeah. that, that kind of make 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 it worth your time. And you know, couldn't couldn't speak couldn't speak highly. I couldn't speak more highly of him. He's just a phenomenal kid. The average teenager who throws 95 can touch 99 generally doesn't have a whole lot of idea where that's going yet. and that's okay that's understandable you know you, you you you've been gifted with a lightning bolt and it takes a little while to learn how to aim that lightning bolt what is it you know like I said you love to kind of dive into pitch what is it about him that what is it about his delivery or him or what is it that allows him to kind of you know to, to locate that and have some ability to pitch with it not just blow it by hitters well, the first thing is, you know, he he has he's extremely athletic, and you know, I don't I don't like to get in the he repeats his delivery because you know as we know every delivery and every pitch is different, but it's it, it's as closest to repeatable as you, mm-hmm. as it can be, and you know you combine being athletic with you know having having a a, a pretty darn clean delivery. Um, and then you combine that with a, a pretty good amount of confidence, and next thing you know, you have you have someone who's in the zone all the time, and and part of that too is, you know, part of that too is is understanding that, you know, he has good stuff, so he doesn't shy away from contact. You know, thirteen innings, nine strikeouts, but batting average against was less than two hundred, less than a hundred. You know, and that's because he pitches to contact, and he's not afraid to let the other team put the ball in play. And you know, a, a kid like that who who you know is ninety seven. 99 or 95 97 whatever it is on that day you know you would say man he's he's close to tapped out I and mean, it's a quick arm and there's mm-hmm. much more in the tank and you know he, he, he again extremely high ceiling and but you know you combine his athleticism and his work ethic and you know his clean delivery yeah. is his lack of lack of fear you know total confidence in what he's doing and that's that, that's when you get get those types of pitchers yeah, it's pretty impressive. It, I'm always impressed with how little effort there seems to be in his delivery, so it's fun to watch. But um, it's hard to touch on your pitchers without also bringing up Kyle Harrison very early, uh, left-handed pitcher committed to UCLA. He threw 10 innings, didn't allow, allow a run in any of those innings, 12 strikeouts, four walks. I mean, he seemed as consistent as they come for you guys. Well, Kyle set the tone for us. Yeah. You know, um, when we came into this thing, you know, we looked at our schedule and we looked at a bunch of different things and a def- bunch of different factors. And, you know, we wanted someone that was going to go out and set the, set the tone early. Mm-hmm. That that was also going to be able to bounce back and, and, and give us some length. And mm-hmm. Kyle did just that. And, you know, he set the tone early against South Africa and, you know, four days later bounced back and, and, and continued that trend against Panama, and you know, and then and then came in in a tight spot in the, in the gold medal game and, mm-hmm. and pitched well. He made his pitch. You know, he, he, he made a pitch to get out of an inning and, Unfortunately, we you know we didn't make a play behind him, but you know he did, he did a great job and mm-hmm. and again he just set the tone. He set the tone by thro- you know throwing strikes and filling the zone up and you know um, his ball in the zone you know it, it, it's hard it's hard to get a beat on. It's hard mm-hmm. to get a barrel on it and you know just just comes a, from a tough angle, huh? <laughs> tough angle. He hides it well and you know again it kind of comes out of that earlobe and you know again just someone who set the tone for our staff and, mm-hmm. and you know. Day one, he, he you know he did what he did, and then Rajik followed it up, and then you know, yeah. and then we just kind of went from there. So 
We can just go ahead and dive into Radic because he threw a, a brilliant game. I think it was the one you're talking about, the second game. But 13.1 innings, 1.35 ERA, just two earned runs allowed, 10 strikeouts to just one walk. And, and over the summer when I got to, to watch him, I thought, wow, this, this guy seems like one of the best pure pitchers in the class. And he's a guy who it, it seems like I've been watching him for a number of different years playing with a powerhouse high school team. But again, another guy who just knows how to pitch on the mound for this club. Yeah, he could really pitch. And you mentioned it, you know, he comes from a great program, mm -hmm. Orange Lutheran High School, and, um, you know, great staff up there and things like that. And he, uh, he could pitch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's that combination of, of power and finesse. Mm -hmm. You know, he was he was still 94 in the, in the eighth inning mm -hmm. against Australia in the, in the super round game, first super round game. And, you know, in a second outing of the tournament at the end of summer, you know, for a guy, for a guy, you know, like that to, to, to still be pitching and operating at, you know, 91, mm -hmm. 94, that late in a tournament, that late in a ball game is pretty impressive. Um, but he's got a power breaking ball. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and he could throw it for a strike. He could bounce it. He could swing and miss it. He could do a bunch of things. He glove strike it, whatever it is. And, again, he moves it in and out of the zone. He, you know, he could put it in a thimble and just someone who competes. He wants the ball. And, you know, obviously against Australia, he kept coming into the dugout and, you know, Banky kept checking on him. How you feeling? I want one more. Want another mm -hmm. one. Want another one. And, and you know, he kept running him out there, and he just did a phenomenal job. And he's he's someone who, again, he 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 keeps it light. He keeps the dugout, you know, nice and relaxed, and you know, yeah. has fun when he's not pitching. But when it's his when it's his game day, you know, he's locked in and he's ready to go. And and again, another one who who had a, a, a plethora of experience mm -hmm. here before. You know, being on this club, and he understood what it meant and what it, what to expect, and he under he understood you know kind of how to operate and go about himself. Yeah, and I think he's also won the NHSI like every year he's been in high school, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think they've won it four straight. I think it's the three. Is it three? That, so if he if they come back here. He has a chance to win basically the NHSI every the, single the year entire in high time. School. Yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty and, impressive. And they, and, and they will be back. So yeah. I, you know, we'll, I assume they would. I don't know if anything's been announced, but I, I imagine oh, the three Pete guys hope, have been. I hope there. Carter doesn't get mad at me. Maybe I just <laughs> spilled the beans. I think most people would assume that, but uh, it, it's crazy that we've touched on these guys and we haven't even talked about Mick Abel. Um, I'm sure p listeners to the podcast definitely know of Mick Abel. I mean, he's one of the best. If you don't already, you will. Real if soon. you don't, you need to subscribe to Baseball America because you will know about him. But um, Mick <laughs> Abel, I mean. <laughs> the, 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 the organic. There you I go. Think. I what can slide it in there. But, um, I mean, it's hard to undersell him. I mean, one of the most talented pitchers in the country. Great frame. Really projectable. Another guy who just seems like, and with a lot of these high school kids who are as tall as he is, often you don't see them synced up as consistently as from my perspective he seems to be. But another guy with premium stuff, a really good slider. Um, the numbers probably aren't as good as you would expect from him. But but just touch on Mick Abel's talent and what he kind of did for you guys. Well, sky's the limit for Mick. Like you said, he's, he's yeah. super projectable. You know, t tall, lean body. He's got the typical pitcher's build. Mm -hmm. and, um, he has a great routine. He's got you know he's great you know great way about his business. He works hard at it. Um, you know, he knows what he's trying to do out there. And again, you know, I, I don't get caught up in numbers. You know, we play nine games in it's ten small, days. Yeah. It's a it's a small sample size. And you know, we talked about it with Hendrick, right? You know, it, those aren't the numbers he expects. But no one no one sees on the stat sheet that he hit six or seven balls on the screws. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, you know, no one sees that. Mm -hmm. you, you can't quantify that, right? So he, uh, you know. Numbers might not be for Mick what, what he had hoped and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that, but you, you wouldn't know it. He was a yeah. great teammate the entire time. Just the, you know, he's got great stuff. Slider, slider's a special pitch, mm -hmm. and you know he operates in the low to mid nineties pretty consistently. He's got feel for a changeup, and mm -hmm. you know anytime you have a kid like that who's low to mid nineties, has ran it up up to ninety six, ninety eight. It's you know mm -hmm. a time or two here or there, and 
with feel for a changeup and a power slider like that, I mean, you're talking about someone someone really special. Yeah. And um, he was someone that, you know, he was someone that, you know, throughout this process, another one, you know, similar to, to Hendrick, you know, was part of trials last year mm-hmm. and came all the way to the end and didn't make the club. And I know how much this meant to him. And it was evident, you know, it was evident how, you know, how he went about his business all summer long. Mm-hmm. There was a workmanlike attitude about it. And, uh, you know, to, to see his expression on his face and Austin's expression and guys like that, you yeah. know, and Hunter Haas and, and Robert Hassel and those guys who have maybe fallen short in the past with USA Baseball went to see their, the expression on their faces when they made the club. Yeah. You know, that that's special. That's special to me. It's special to our staff. And um, But, again, back to Mick, I mean, Again, he, he great stuff, and and you know he's 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 going to be someone that like 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 JJ mentioned. If you don't know who he is, yeah. you, you you better you better read up on him because he he's gonna he's another one who's going to pitch for a long time. And um, you know, I, again, I couldn't say enough about the kid. Another great competitor, good yeah. kid, and um, you know, was proud to have him on the team. And you know, really looking forward to following mm-hmm. his future and his progress. Yeah, and outside of just his peer tools, every single time I bring him up to anyone, they just rave about what kind of person he is off the field, just great makeup, great work ethic. So that's always good to hear. Um, it's not so often that you have a pitcher asked to do a chart because they, they yeah. enjoy doing it. And so I appreciate that too because he, he always wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. He was trying to absorb something, whatever mm-hmm. it was. He was trying to learn something. And, you know, he was he was big in learning about data and analytics and yeah. he wanted to learn from it. He you know, throughout the summer, he would always talk to our, our intern, you know, data analytics intern yeah. Kyle Sarazen, who's now at Virginia Tech. Um, he wanted he wanted to learn as much as he could about it, which was intriguing. It's it's good to see those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there are thirty uh, MLB teams who are hearing that going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we love the pitchers. Who, yeah, you know. yeah, that's it. But just that that curiosity and that aptitude to kind of pick up those things right. and implement in your exactly. Own game. So you know, again, another kid who has a sound sound mm-hmm. and solid routine, and he's he's going to be very special for a long time. Mm-hmm. Another really impressive pitcher is Ben Hernandez. Uh, nine innings, ten strikeouts, no walks. Again, a lot of really good pitchers on this team, and maybe one of the better changeups in the class. Um, I got to see him a little bit throughout the summer, but kind of just speak to Ben's game. And I'm kind of just throwing out names and telling you to break them down. Yeah, that's for him, all right. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. No, Ben. Ben is another one. You know, he, he uh, you know, from another cold weather state and and everything else, and you know, a pretty uh, pretty interesting situation for Ben is, you know, Ben. Ben gave up a double in Taiwan, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he was, he was pretty upset about it. Not like you know he's just, man, I can't. Like, that ball was a good pitch, hit a double, and yeah. he goes, yeah, "That's the first double I've given up all year." <laughs> <laughs> wow! Don't worry, young man, you're going to give up a few more. No, yeah. But but Ben Ben was awesome. Just he was he he's a salt of the earth kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a phenomenal teammate. Um, you know. <laughs> There'd be times where we'd be picking up equipment, and, and we assign equipment to certain guys, and he'd be picking up other guys' stuff. Yeah. And, oh, I got it, I got it. And, you know, and it's just one of those guys that you just every time you turn around, he was helping someone out. Mm-hmm. He was cleaning up the dugout. He was doing something that, you know, that sometimes you have to ask kids to do. Yeah. And he's got that Midwest work ethic. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> so he uh, he just he, again salt of the earth type of kid, and and I'm just talking about the person and the personality. Mm-hmm. He, he's someone that that you know. That I think any any organization or any college or or any team would would love to have in their clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, to talk about the ball player, I mean, again, special uh, another kid that has you know a real high ceiling and special stuff. And he does have one of the better changeups in the class. And he could throw it in, in off counts. Mm-hmm. He could throw it backwards. He could you know throw it for a swing and miss. Mm-hmm. He could throw it for a strike and do some different things with it. And um, ben, you know Ben Ben had a rough start against Japan. And um, you know a lot of times when kids get 
when kids have rough outings or they get, you know, maybe they, they fall on a stretch offensively mm-hmm. where they're not performing, whatever it may be, you know, sometimes it's easy to shy away from that. Yeah. He, he went out and, again, another one of those must-win games against Canada, and he absolutely set the tone. Yeah. He dealt, and, and he got us... He got us through that ball game, and he saved he saved bullpen innings. He did everything that we asked him to do uh, it, the second time out, mm-hmm. and um, you know that that was that's what's impressive to me is he didn't have a great outing against mm-hmm. Japan, and he didn't sit around for four days and worry about it and cry about it, and you know he 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 next time up he answered the bell and he answered it in a big way, yeah. and that set us up for the game against Korea. That allowed us to use Rosario for eight innings, and mm-hmm. that allowed Nolan McClain to come in and finish, and that allowed so-and-so, you know, so he, he did a great job for us there. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, someone that, someone that is, you know, raised right and very respectful kid and just, just a very hum, humble young man and, again, couldn't be more proud in, 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 to, to spend time with him this summer. Yeah, no doubt. Now, you mentioned him right there, Nolan McClain. I think he's maybe the only guy that we didn't talk about with the position players. I should have brought him up, but... Nolan, a guy who's kind of in our neck of the woods here in North Carolina, but a two-way guy with power offensively. He's got some power on the mound as well. A two-sport guy. I think he's a really talented quarterback as well. Um, again, we go back to this, the versatility of these guys, but Nolan, what did he, what did he bring to the table for you guys? Well, that's just it. You, you said the word versatility, and that's exactly what he provided. Um, another kid we, we asked to do something different, put him in a different role. You know, mm-hmm. At his high school, he plays the left side of his infield and, and then comes in and closes games. Mm-hmm. We asked him to play first base, DH, and pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're developing a 20-man roster, you're going to ask probably nine or ten of those guys to be in a role that they're not used to. Yep. And he handled it great. And you could tell... You could tell that he's he, he he's a quarterback of his high school team. He's got yeah. great leadership ability, um, you know, and, and he's just again another unbelievable kid. And um, you know, he 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 pitched well for us. He he threw a, a big inning against Korea and and, and threw two big innings against uh, Panama, I believe it was. And he did a great job. And and he he started to catch you know catch on offensively about halfway through. You know, a big home run against Panama and had had a knock. You know, had a knock the next day against uh, Australia to mm-hmm. get us on the board, and then had a knock. You know, had, had a base hit, an RBI against Canada, and they had a big hit against Korea and closed the game out, and you know everything else. And against you know Taiwan in the gold medal game, he you know he scored a little ball to right center field mm-hmm. that you know was caught at the warning track, you know, four or five feet from the fence, and he you know he just you know he he can't speak enough of his his skill set and his tools, and mm-hmm. you know I think. I think some decision makers are going to have a hard time. You know, is he a, is he a position player or a pitcher? And yep. I I think he's I think he's a great athlete, and he'll, you know, from the from the person standpoint, he'll he'll do whatever he's asked. And uh, you know, I could, can't say enough about the kid. And on the mound, you know, he's got he's got a he's got a power fastball. It's heavy. You know, it's like a bowling ball coming yeah. in there. And he you know he never really seen him get barreled up. And you know, he's got a good he's got a good breaking ball. He works down in the zone and. You know when he when he uh, when he competes, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, again, another guy that, you know, another guy that you could turn to in a big spot. And uh, you know he did a great job. And I'm looking forward to to watching him. You know, like you said, local kid. You know, gonna gonna go watch him play a high school football game here sometime soon. So mm-hmm. looking forward looking forward to that as well. Yeah, no doubt. I think we have got three other pitchers to touch on here. If I am uh, reading the roster correctly, but Lucas Gordon is a guy who gave you guys. Uh, I think he started one game and then maybe came in relief in another. 1.23 ERA, 7.1 innings, five strikeouts, five walks. 
What you got on Lucas? Yeah, Lucas is another guy that I spent a lot of time around. Uh, you know, again, he was on that 2017-15 new mm-hmm. team um, that that I, I was fortunate enough to be the pitching coach on and uh, known him quite a while. Mm-hmm. And Lucas, Lucas did a good job. He, he you know, again, kind of our, our staff as as a whole had a rough day against Japan. You know, mm-hmm. we we didn't come out and it, you know, we didn't come out and attack that day and. Um, you know, Lucas had an opportunity to pitch that day and then didn't fare so well. And again, he's another kid that he didn't he didn't dwell on it. He mm-hmm. didn't he didn't let it fester. He started the gold medal game and he he gave us exactly what we needed. He yeah. he he pitched his tail off and he put us in position to win that ball game. And I couldn't be more proud of one his response to you know a rough outing earlier in the tournament tournament, but two to to respond in that setting on that mm-hmm. stage, you know, uh, in front of a packed house. Um, he did just did a great job for us, and um, you know, again, another guy, you know, you know, upper 80s, t- touching 90, touching 91, but could pitch backwards, you know, could could throw it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, glove strike at any time, and um, you know, he just he again, he did a good job, and he 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 competed when we needed it the most, you know, mm-hmm. he he got length in the gold medal game, he put our, he put our team in position to win, and uh, couldn't be more proud of him, and. He uh, he did a phenomenal job of again answering answering and responding and and, and you know again put put us in position to win the ball game. Yeah, no doubt. And then the last two guys, Raleigh Hector threw five innings for you, three strikeouts, one walk, and then Jason Savicol didn't throw. These last two guys didn't throw a ton of innings, but Savicol, one of the four pitchers who didn't allow an earned run, uh, two strikeouts, three walks, over two and two thirds innings. But again, just quality arms that you guys can run out in relief. Yeah, savvy, Savakul. You know him and I. Him and I. He's a he's a Central New Yorker. I'm yeah. from Western New York, so, you know, we we connected pretty well this summer. We had a chance to to talk about you know his innings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he understood his role. His role was he was kind of that stopper out of the bullpen. And, mm-hmm. and the way the game shaped up and the way things took place, that that's you know kind of kind of factored into you know limited amount of mm-hmm. innings. You know, three appearances, which is a good amount of appearances, but limited innings. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he did a great job of handling his role, and we talked about it. He's like, Frank, I get it. You know, the, the, the game didn't dictate, and it, it is what it is. And, yeah. again, I, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because he did a great job sure. of understanding his role. And, um, you know, again, another kid, you know, low 90s, can run up there 94, you know, really good breaking ball, throws it for a strike, gets swings and misses with it, pitches, you know, pitches with intent, attacks, and, just again, a student of the game. He's mm-hmm. always learning, and you look in the dugout, and he's locked in. And um, one of the things that, that stood out to, to, to me all summer with him is he, you know, he keeps a notebook and he writes things down about really? the opponents. And uh, you know, he 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 keeps notes throughout the game, and he writes things down, and he That's goes awesome. back to it. And when he's out there, he he knows, you know, or has an idea of what how they should be attacking mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And he did it throughout the PDP league, and he did it, and that's him, and that's mm-hmm. who he is. And I think. Uh, I think down the road that's going to pay dividends for him is just being a no student doubt. of the game and wanting to learn the game and he's a very smart young man and um, again thankful thankful he was part of our group and and you know he was a he was a great teammate every mm-hmm. step of the way and um, did a phenomenal job and and then Raleigh Hector you know Ra- Raleigh is another one you know like Alejandro Rosario and and Lucas Gordon who were on that 2017-15 youth staff another one of our underage mm-hmm. kids um, just 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 a phenomenal. Phenomenal young man, a salt of the earth type of kid. Um, he he came into a really tight spot. Uh, you know, we had a we had a late roster addition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, had a late roster change and had to uh, had to fly Raleigh in from Texas. Uh, Seventeen years old on his own from Texas to Korea. While we were in yeah. Taiwan, he met us there, and there wasn't a single moment of hesitation. 
you know, yes, sir, no, sir type of kid mm -hmm. and was just awesome. And, uh, you know, very, very, uh, very thankful that he, he, you know, he was willing to come in in, in a tight spot. And, and I don't mean in, in the games, but, you know, where we were, we needed, we needed a guy late. Yeah, and, no uh, you know, he was at he was at trials, and he was in it all the way till the end. And and we knew that if there was a late roster change with the arms, that he was next man up. And I communicated that with him, and mm -hmm. he stayed ready, and he stayed locked in, and it showed. And he came in in a tight spot against Japan, and he was part of weathering that storm, and gave us a chance to win that game, and mm -hmm. gave us a chance to chip back, and we did. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then he came in and you know arguably the toughest spot. He came and followed Lucas, who was doing a great job, and he came in and he faced the the the, the middle part of their order. You know, they went five lefties in a row, then they went four tough righties. And, mm -hmm. you know, first guy he faced out of the bullpen was their best hitter. And, yeah. you know, he went slider, 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 and see you later. And, uh, you know, did a great job, again, as one of those under underage kids mm -hmm. on our club. And, uh, you know, sky's the limit for him, and I'm really looking forward to him. Mm -hmm. Fortunate, you know, fortunate for us, he, he has a chance to compete to, to, to potentially make the club next year. Yeah. So really looking forward to continuing to to follow him and having him continuing to be involved in our program. Yeah, that's awesome. One minute you don't think you're on the team, and then the next minute you know you're in the gold medal game in a, in a crazy situation. But I'm, I'm glad you started with Raleigh because uh, another guy who, who I think was a late add to the team as well was Drew Bowser. Uh, and, and again, I skipped over him for the, for the position players, so sorry about that. But it's kind of wild to have two kids from the same high school also be teammates in the uh, for the 18U national team and Drew Bowser is another kid whose just tools are, are really exciting. Yeah, uh, super, you know, again, super great, you know, super great kid mm -hmm. and like you said two kids from same high school him and Pete at Harvard Westlake again, mm -hmm. you know, phenomenal coaching staff there, great program, mm -hmm. long storied history of big leaguers coming in and there's you know, there's yeah. no secret why, right? They're they're just phenomenal athletes there and um, Drew was thrown into another tight spot, you know, it was about 10 hours before we were leaving uh, you know, for Taiwan, um, you know, again, we had a, we had a, uh, something come up and, and we needed to make a, a change on our roster. And I called Drew and I talked through some things with his parents and we talked through some things and he met us at LAX the next morning. And, <laughs> you know, he brought, he brought a duffel bag and we brought a, a USA team bag with a bunch of stuff and he changed in the lobby. And next thing you know, he's on the, he's on the club. He's right yeah. there with us. And, That's awesome. you know, I couldn't be more proud of how he handled that situation. Mm -hmm. Guys like Raleigh and guys like Drew, you know, who, who fell a little bit short, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't pout about it. They didn't, they didn't bow their head. They didn't, you know, they didn't, you know, have any animosity towards it. Yeah. You know, they, they understood that it's, it's, it's hard for a staff. It's hard for, for the players to, to come down to 20, mm -hmm. a final 20 man roster. When I called Drew, um, you know, he was, he was more than willing to, to, to meet up with us in LA the next mm -hmm. day. And, um, I couldn't be more more proud of proud, proud of how he handled it, and his family. I know I I know is proud, and I know his coaching staff at Harvard Westlake is. But you know, speaking of the tools, sky's the limit for him too. You know, he's going to continue to grow and and, mm -hmm. and and fill into that body. And you know, the bat speed's there. He's got a plus arm across the diamond. He plays short as high school. Plays third, played some third for us. Played some short for us. Mm -hmm. And you know, the sky's the limit for him. And you know, really looking forward to seeing how how. Uh, you know how his future unfolds yeah. and it's going to be really interesting and and again he's another one who came in in a tight tight spot you know he, he didn't start all but one game for us but he played in mm -hmm. just about every game I believe and yep. um, he, had, he had arguably one of the biggest hits of the tournament you know we, we mentioned Jack Bolger came off the bench and had a big pitch hit single against Korea to continue to keep the, that momentum in our dugout well, Drew Bowser had, you know, had the game-winning hit against Korea to mm -hmm. give us that lead, and a lead that we ne we didn't relinquish. And it's, you know, like Rosario shut the door, but he smoked a line drive mm -hmm. to left center, and you know, was you know, he 
looks in the dugout, he's fist pumping the dugout, <laughs> he's running to first base, and yeah. it was it was a huge moment for us. And you know, again, he, he he's a big part of of how it, you know us getting the gold medal. Yeah. Game. And by the way, if you guys haven't seen, you can go to USA Baseball 18U on Twitter, and you can see a lot of these highlights. We talked about Pete Crow making plays. You can see some of those videos. Drew Bowser's hit running around. It's fun to watch. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check that out. But also on YouTube, if you just go to YouTube, I think they're still up there too, like you know, full game. There you go. Well, even better, you can watch the whole game. But um, so if you stuck with us this long, you know the 18U team just about as well as anyone in the country, thanks to Frank. So <laughs> so we appreciate you uh, coming out here and breaking it down, but. I wanted to ask you if, if you still have some time. It's Absolutely. Just, you, you touch on a lot of these kids who have either been with the 15U program and, and were on the team or didn't make the team, but how important is it for these guys um, to have that experience just with USA Baseball, even if it's not being on a final roster? Uh, it seems like the majority of the players who are on this team have some sort of ties previously. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's super important. I think it starts at the top. You know, I think... You know, we have a great leadership group here with USA Baseball and, and a lot of, I guess you could call them my bosses, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, you know, they they were previous 18-year directors at some point in mm-hmm. time. And, um, you know, USA Baseball is near and dear to a lot of people. And I, I think when these kids go through it, you know, it, it's getting to the point now where our 12-year program is, is these kids, I think it was either last year or the year before, uh, I think it was just this, this past draft. Mm-hmm. Our 12U kids are starting to become draft picks now, yeah. and I think that that speaks volumes to our organization and and the pride that that we carry each and every day. And you know, there's people that are in the office that have been there a long time. And you know, Ashley Ashley Bratcher is is the senior director of baseball operations, and she oversees the 15U program, and you know, she oversees the the women's program, and she's done stuff with the 12s, and she's done stuff with the NTDPs and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And for for me to to go to work every day and get to learn. Or someone like her, and get to learn from Paul and and and, and uh, Paul Seiler and David Perkins and, and and Ray Darwin, who have, you know, you know, all done what I've done or what I'm doing, and and, and kind of seeing how much pride and passion mm-hmm. everyone has. When 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 your staff has that much pride and passion, the players eventually are going to have that much pride and passion. And mm-hmm. to see these kids, you know, like a Bowser. Bowser Bowser is another one. Um, you know, Bowser is another kid who. Um, you know, tried out and, 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 and had several opportunities with USA Baseball. Mm-hmm. And just for whatever reason, he fell short. You know, he he was at 12U trials and got cut. You know, 14U NTDP didn't get selected to 15U. Mm-hmm. 17U NTDP didn't get direct selected to 18U. You know, went to 18U trials, didn't make the team originally, and mm-hmm. then got the call and was dropped everything, dropped school, dropped everything he, he was mm-hmm. doing. To be part of our program, and, yeah. and 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 forgive me for saying part of our, he's he was already part of our program, yeah. but to, to to me on the national team, and lo and behold, lo and behold, he had the, the biggest hit of the tournament, yeah. and and he helped sp- awesome. spring us and propel us to the gold medal game. And a kid like Hunter Haas, you know, started every single game of the tournament, and didn't didn't make it when he was twelve, didn't make it when he was fifteen, mm-hmm. and, but they didn't they never gave up. And you know, Robert Hassel. Robert Hassel might, you know, be one of the highest picks in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly one of the best hitters in the country, and you know, didn't didn't give up after 2016 when he was 15 and didn't make the team. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, but you know, the the challenging part is a lot of times, you know, Ashley or myself or you know whoever is in these meetings and the managers and the task force and we we select kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you're telling kids. For the first time, that they're not quite there yet. Yeah, and they've never probably never heard. They've heard never that. heard it. Yeah. And 
the difference maker is how they handle it. And, and that's going to be, that's going to play the difference in, in their career moving mm -hmm. forward. And, you know, I think the experience we provide these kids and, um, you know, the, the developmental aspect of things and, you know, the, the relationships and the passion and the pride and all those things, mm -hmm. you know, it, it isn't a, it, it's not just a showcase. It's not just a weekend event. Yeah. You know, you might just be able to do stuff with us for the week, you know, because that may be the end of your experience, but that week we're we always talk about the kids that were with us at trials for a week you know six years ago mm -hmm. whatever it is and and you know you're always part of that bond and always part of that family and everyone's part of that process and uh, you know when when you get to see kids break through and make the roster and whether they've made it four times or or, or one time mm -hmm. that the pride and passion and, and and the joy that comes over their face when they see their, their they see the USA uniform and they got USA across the front. They got their name on the back, and what they're about to go through, what they're about to experience, it's just second to none. Mm -hmm. It brings chills, chills to your body. And again, you know, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna hide behind the fact that you know uh, we didn't win a gold medal this year. Um, and that's the gold medal is always the goal. Um, but there's other things along that, mm -hmm. you know, along those, you know, along our journey that are also you know c considered big time accomplishments yeah. to see these kids come together the way they did to see them compete to see some of these kids you know maybe potentially even raise their draft stock and yeah. to see other kids i'm sure you, you saw know, some of that this year absolutely and and to see some of these kids develop you know start to develop you know long-time friendships that could last a lifetime um and, and learning opportunities it, it it's those things that are second to none and you hit on one of the things these are players who generally have never been told i'm sorry you, you didn't make the team because these are the best players in their area, you know, pretty much throughout growing up. The other thing that stands out is, is that, and you touched on this, but they go and play on this team, and a whole lot of guys are in different roles than they've ever been before because it's a 20-man roster, but every one of these kids is one of the best players in the country. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you've got to learn how to handle a bench role, which it's or a not hitting experience. in the top four. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, you, you may be, you know, you're, you're one of the top players in the country, but you know what? We need you today to be ready to step in and, you know, if we need a pinch hit in the eighth, we need you to be ready to do that. How do you know, again, that's something they're going to have to adjust to long term because these kids almost without fail are, are going to have long and lengthy, you know, careers going forward in baseball. But how do you get them, how, you know, as an organization, how do you all get them adjusted to kind of handling that, those kind of roles when this is a very new experience for them? Right. I think that always, you know, I think that always falls, falls on our staff, our national team coaching staff. Um, you know, and, and Coach Leggett, you know, I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer in like 10 different Hall of Fames. So, <laughs> you know, he, just, he, he, does a, he has an uncanny ability to, to connect with these kids. And, um, you know, I think... I think the challenge every year is I think I think the challenge is exactly what you're talking about. It's taking 20 of the best players in the country and in what we would consider the world, um, and getting them to buy into a process, getting them to buy into the team mantra. Mm -hmm. And I think Coach Leggett does a phenomenal job with that. And I know, you know, in 2017, uh, you know, when I was on staff, you know, Rob Shabansky was the manager, and he did a phenomenal job of that. And the year before. Um, you know, when I was on the trial staff, Mike Strickland was the manager. He did a good job of that. And just there's there's so many good people involved with USA Baseball that 
you know, that do a great job of connecting with these young men mm -hmm. and, and young women, and they do a, a, just a phenomenal job of, ex, you know, expressing what this opportunity really means and, and how, how to go about that. And, again, I'm, uh, you know, I'd be naive to say that there isn't a, a moment of, you know, a time or two of a kid who might not adjust to the role maybe better than, you know, or, or as well as you'd hope or, or like, like another, but that's part of it. That's part of the, everyone's process. And, you know, our goal is always, again, like I mentioned, uh, you know, a dozen times, but our goal is always to win gold medals, but we're also developing young men and young women along the way. And I think the people that we have involved with our organization, the people we have involved with USA Baseball, have that goal in mind. It's let's, let's win a gold medal, let's develop young, young men and young women, and let's develop lifelong friendships and relationships along the way. And, you know, I, I don't know, without USA Baseball, now, now I'm working here full-time, but even before, you know, my, 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 you know, my being hired by USA Baseball full-time, I'm not sure if I would have had some of the opportunities I've had in my career without mm -hmm. USA Baseball. And, you know, I think, I think that's where things you know, kind of start to separate themselves. And I think you're right. That, that's the challenge. How do you get a kid to buy into a role? And it starts from the very first day of, of their time with us. And we talk about what it means and what the role could be and what these, you know, what, what the, the end game is and what the experience is about. And you, you, you start to separate kids. And you, you'll see kids that might not, throughout the trials process or the training process, might not, you know, they might not, you know, be the guy and mm -hmm. they might be a great ball player and heck they might be a first round draft pick um, but they might not be for us this year yeah. they might not be for our roster and and that's okay that's part of it and you know that's 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 part of that's part of what what we do and um it just it's it just a lot of diligence and it's a lot of due diligence and a lot of communication and and just continuing to to drive home that you know what we're about and and, and what what we stand for and eventually eventually kind of the cream rises to the top awesome so <laughs> i really do appreciate it all the time that you gave us right that's you know again you, you now know if you've listened to the whole podcast you now know the 18u team and when you say you know the 18u team you really know many of the top players in the uh what will be the top players in not only the 2020 draft but reality is this 2020 draft and then also couple of years later, you know, some of these guys are going to go to college, so you're also getting a, a very, and I mean very early look at the 2022 and the 2023s, you know, yeah. so as well. So that was fun. That was a it lot, was of, a lot fun, of fun, <laughs> you know, and we do appreciate you listening, all of our, uh, all of our BA podcast subscribers. We thank you for the download. We thank you for the subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, please do, whether it is iTunes or Spotify or take your pick. You know, I use Podcast Addict. I'm, <laughs> I'm the weird, weird one on Android. But, uh, but we do thank you for that. We do want to remind you that we have a lot coming up at BaseballAmerica.com over the next few weeks, including if you listen to this, and, and if you're listening to this right now, you're a true I count fan. You, in a, you are a hardcore, <laughs> awesome, true fan. And if you are at this point, I think you're going to be excited to see we're going to have we're going to be rolling out the twenty our 2021 draft lists uh, real soon. Yep. So almost done with it. You know, finishing up. First time I think I don't know if we've ever done inner class high school before at BA. At least not in my time here. So excited for that. Um, and uh, 2022s in the not too distant future yeah. as well. So we're trying to get ahead of the game here. So so we be looking forward to that at baseballamerica.com is always a great time to subscribe to baseball america baseballamerica.com slash store you can do that and we also will be rolling out league top 20s if you're interested in the prospect side too that's coming up starting next week if i remember correctly so for frank segoda 
for Carlos Galazzo, and I'm JJ Cooper. Thank you, everyone, and talk to you soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.